welcome to the Wilco Podcast. Worship Leaders Collective is a worship community of over 32,000 worship leaders from 99 countries around the world. You can check us out online at worshipleaderscollective.com or type in Worship Leaders Collective on Facebook to get connected for free today. Our hope is to help equip you with the tools and resources you need so that you can be who God's called you to be and do what He's called you to do. You've been called for such a time as this. Listen up as we dive into another episode of the Wilco Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Wilco Podcast. My name is Jenny McGrew and we're just so excited to be with you guys today. Hey, we have two incredible guests with us today in the house, uh, Bailey and Harley, who are both part of Madison Street Worship. Madison Street Worship is a worship team, an incredible worship team that comes out of Gateway Church in Shelbyville, Tennessee, just north of Nashville. I met these two, oh my goodness, several years ago now. They are the real deal. Their hearts for the Lord and others is just incredible. And um, we had wanted to start a new segment of our podcast from time to time and just unpacking posts uh, from our Instagram that have, that have, um, seem to have made a, a deeper impact, you know, just looking at the data and looking at the amount of shares, you know, just seeing, you know, what is speaking to people the most. And a post that had done very well lately uh, was the post that um, said, you know, things that we might have not learned in ministry school or things that we weren't taught perhaps in ministry school. So we unpacked a couple of those uh, posts in there and uh, they added another one that had been on their heart. So I really think you guys are going to be really blessed as we don't just look at a static post today, um, but we unpack it a little bit and just perhaps bring a little bit more understanding and meaning to that and to help equip you and encourage you and empower you in your race. So we love you guys and uh, we're really praying for you this season together as we continue to stay humbled and surrendered before the Lord, uh, we can help move the church forward. Okay, let's listen up. Hey guys, welcome to the Wilco podcast. Uh, as you can tell, Yay. I'm smiling <laughs> while I'm talking <laughs> because we have two extraordinary friends with us today. And, you know, it's always the funnest when you do it with the people that you love the most and you haven't seen in a long time. Uh, they say that love, what do they say about? No, time, not love. Time makes the heart grow fonder. But I've always been super fond of these two. And uh, just seeing mm -hmm. their faces right now over here on Zoom just makes my heart happy. And um, I know that they're going to have a lot of rich things to share with all of you today. So we're actually doing something different today. And I just kind of post this to these guys in a chat um, to talk over a Wilco post that we had posted about three weeks ago and I got quite a few shares. So we thought, Hey, let's unpack that. Um, but I need to introduce who we have on the podcast because I haven't mentioned them by name. And we have a couple of the amazing Madison street worship team with us today. We have Harley and Bailey. Welcome you guys. Hi. Hey. So excited. Thank you so much for letting us be a part of this. Yes. And we love you so much and we miss you. And we know that there's a lot going on in your world right now. But just to take a few minutes to speak with us and to bring us into this is something that means a lot to us. Yes. 
So, so good. Love you guys so much. So the post that we are going to unpack today is things that we might have not learned about in ministry school, or perhaps we weren't taught in ministry school. So whether you went to ministry school or you didn't go to ministry school, I think that there's you know, going to be some things that you're going to be able to glean from today, but we're going to use this post to springboard from, and we're going to talk about a couple of the comments that were made on this post uh, on our Instagram, Worship Leaders Collective. Um, but I've also asked Harley and Bailey perhaps to share some of their own thoughts of, you know, things that they might not have learned about in ministry school. I don't even know if you guys, what, did you go to ministry school? I yes. Yeah. I went to a ministry school out of my former church. Um, and okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Maybe that'll be our next episode. I feel like there's a story there. There's lots. Oh yeah. Yeah. But that, that was like training ground for I'm sure both of us. And like, just, uh, it was incredible. There are also a lot of things that we learned and then stepping into ministry uh, full-time and part-time, like we've realized, oh, maybe I, I actually didn't learn that when I was in ministry school. So yeah. yeah, come on. Okay. So the first, I think the first slide said, uh, you'll have lots of opportunities to learn to love people in ministry. Make forgiveness your friend. Agree or disagree, you guys? Oh, um, 100%. You should talk about the EGRs. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, the EGRs, yeah. yeah, GGRs. yeah. So have you heard that before? EGR, extra yes. grace required. <laughs> well, they call yeah. it G- They call it GGR in Canada, greater grace required. So oh, greater grace, yeah. GGR. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, it's, you know, people, there's all kinds of different people out there and, you know, I don't know if you've studied like the Enneagram and stuff like that or, or whatever. I mean, if you're into that or if you're not, like the, the point of the matter is, is there's so many different types of people with so many different personalities, um, especially on worship teams. <laughs> you've got those that are super humble and you've got those that are super prideful and you've got those that, you know, just may not see eye to eye as you. And, and I just look at those as, you know, I need a little bit of greater grace or extra grace to help me love this person and truly see the value. Because I believe that everyone, like God loves every single person on this, on this earth, you know, uh, equally. And there's gold in each and every one of us. And to, so to be able to recognize, oh, this person is loved by God. So why shouldn't I drop this, you know, feeling that I have about this person and give them love uh, like he would? <laughs> I think I really love the word opportunity in that. Yeah. Because, oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, the light turned off everybody and it's motion sensor. <laughs> it's like we had the clapper. It's just not dark in here. Okay. Um, so I love the word opportunity because I think in those moments where something arises, like a, a small little conflict or a personality bump, you don't in the moment probably see it as an opportunity to love like Jesus. You yeah, kind of just are in the moment and you're in your emotions. Mm-hmm. But what it is, is, is an opportunity 
mm-hmm. to actually practice what you preach, to practice what you learned. And I think just having that awareness, like every day, you know, now that I've, I've stepped into staff at, on church at church, I've been praying every day on my way to work. Lord, let me be led by your spirit today. Because if I'm aware, then sometimes when I, if there's like a little clash of personalities or a disagreement or like an awkward tension moment, I can take a deep breath and be like, this is an opportunity for me to like, look at my heart, my motives, my attitude, and be able to extend a supernatural love and forgiveness towards somebody that I wouldn't be able to do on my own unless I saw it as an opportunity to be like Jesus, which is a win for both parties. It's a win for me because I become more like Jesus and I learn and makes me fall more in love with Jesus. But it also creates freedom for that other person to be like, whoa, like they just extend, they, they extended the love of Jesus to me in this Mm -hmm. moment. And I think it changes both Mm -hmm. people at the same time. So I think having the word opportunity and being aware at all times, this is an opportunity to love is helpful. Yeah, guys, I 100% agree. I love the word opportunity too. Mm. Really, you know, and if this, if we're not becoming more like Jesus, then what are we doing? You know, yeah. like we can look at First Corinthians yeah. 13. Without love, yep. I am yep. nothing. You know, but if it doesn't yep. have love, it profits me nothing. You know, and yep. you know, I we had a pastor in Calgary, and he would he would you know obviously change the scripture, but he would say where two or three are gathered are imperfect people. You know. And, you know, but we have that opportunity to love people and become more like Jesus. And obviously we're all like smiling as we talk about this. And in those moments, we're probably not smiling. We're just like, oh my goodness, you know, but I'm so challenged in the Bible. Like even that portion of scripture where Jesus was looking at Peter, knowing that Peter was going to deny him three times. He said, Peter, I'm praying for you that your faith would not fail. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I have so many more miles to go. My heart needs to grow in so many more areas. Or like Jesus sitting at the table with everyone and Judas sitting at the table with him. And he didn't pick him off the table. He didn't tell everyone, hey, this guy's going to betray me. He didn't. He let him sit there. You know, and those kind of things, like with what you guys are talking about, it just challenges me or, you know, like something that um, our friend John Egan said, um, he said this to me last year and he chimed in on a post that I'd made on Instagram and he was talking about, you know, the thing about church is that we don't get to pick our people, you know, and think about our worship teams is we don't always, you know, if you're not the worship pastor, the worship leader, you're not picking those people to be on the team, but if you're already on the team, you don't get to pick your people, you know, but we have this opportunity. Iron sharpens iron. Different any yes. Enneagrams, you know, Harley, you're talking about Enneagram, you know. I'm an eight, you know, and I try not to tell people I'm an eight because they're like, oh, you know. <laughs> Filled with the Spirit, Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, kindness, yes. patience, right? Yeah. You know, um, however we're wired or like the five or the six can be complicated or the, the three can have a bit of a facade because they really care about what people think about them. The two is like super servant. And if they're not shepherded well, they can step into that fear of man, people pleasing. Or the one is the perfectionist. You know, like we have all these different wirings. Mm -hmm. Um, We come together imperfectly being able to be perfected in the love of God. So, yeah. Yeah. Ah, There's one thing. There's a a teaching in um, the seven habits. I don't know if you're familiar with 
Stephen Covey in the Seven Habits book, but uh, I think it's the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. But one of the main points is seek first to understand and then to be understood. So a lot of times when there's like a disagreement, um, like if if Bailey if Bailey and I were in disagreement, like never. A lot of times naturally we want to we want to like share our point on why we're frustrated first, but the, the best way, and I feel like this is even biblical. I feel like a lot of the seven habits actually came from a place where he was studying the word of God and was inspired to write seven habits. But in order to um, be understood, you first need to say, Hey, I'm not sure I understand. Yeah where you're coming from can you help me understand or can you explain why you feel that way um and so i feel like you know to not necessarily assume that you're the person that is right yeah it's important you know yeah because you may not be right and and uh anyway we can go on a whole tangent about that and even correction from senior leadership in that and confrontation, you know, there's, there's a lot of different things that we can talk about when it comes to forgiving people and um, having those opportunities to love others like Jesus. It's so vital, you know, because we're singing about it. We're Mm -hmm. singing about the love of God, you know, and for songs, the songs that we sing, you know, may they, you know, may it not just be a song, but may it be the lives that we live, you know, and I believe that mm-hmm. it's the life that we live before we even sing a song or while we're singing a song after we're singing this song, that causes that resurrection power, you know, called death to self, life mm-hmm. in Christ, yeah. flow through mm-hmm. that song, you know, called the love of God, or there's power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, that that's the place, that place of crushing where it's like, oh my gosh, it's so hard to forgive you, but I'm going to forgive you one more time. And, you know, we're not saying that, oh my gosh, it's so hard to forgive you, you know, but you just like, you know, sometimes in those moments, like, let's just practical, like with your team, you know, you're just like, you know, sometimes you're just like, seriously, is this really happening again? And you know, again, you're not saying that out loud, but you just have that like calm moment. I used to like, oh, yeah. gotta, <laughs> you guys, you guys, if you're not watching some video, you can see Bailey hitting Harley, you know? <laughs> just gotta like take a moment and just you know what we can like the apostle paul three times three times three times you know thorn in the flesh and what did the lord say my grace is sufficient for you so we can do this you know egr you know and i think the humility factor is that people will have to forgive us because we're yeah Yeah. so good no no absolutely not (laughs) man and that's so that's a whole episode that's on so the funny. love of god yeah yeah, no, yeah you no, could we could talk about that for a long time yep 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 everyone's like yep amen amen okay let's talk about one more and then i want to on the post and then i want to hear from you guys um let's look okay how about number two actually ministry can be very lonely at times Use those moments and seasons to draw even closer to Jesus. 
yeah. agree or I'd, disagree. And then add, I'd love to hear even more expounded thoughts because it's, mm-hmm. it's such a narrow thought. Yeah, I feel like it's both. And I mean, I feel like, you know, definitely ministry can be very lonely at times. And there are those people that are very lonely. Like they're, you know, especially when you get even more into senior leadership at your church. Uh, Like I can't imagine, you know, what our pastor, senior pastor, Pastor Jason feels, you know, like there's not many people that he can truly connect with on the same level that another apostle at at the church down the road could, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and he has those people that are in his circle. Right. But, um, yeah, ministry, it definitely can. And with things that we may be facing as people, like we are people too in, in ministry and leadership. And sometimes you can't just go to your team and just say, hey, like this is what's going on in my world. Sometimes it's more of like a more intimate setting, like with your core, with your three or with even one person. Sometimes it's a spouse to spouse thing even, you know, and so, um, uh, yeah, it definitely can, but Bailey, me and, me, me and Bailey were talking about this with the rest of our Madison street team earlier this morning to just really understand, you know, and think about things that we have learned working in ministry. Um, and Bailey had a really good point that I'd like for, for her to share about this. Yeah, I had, um, last year, I was going through a really hard season, and it was around the the Brave recording, Jenny, that, that was everything, actually, when everything was coming to a head, and I crashed so hard, and um, I had, like, a massive meltdown, and it was because I was experiencing, I was so busy, and I was constantly doing things, but I was so lonely, and I didn't know that's what it was. And when everything stopped and I realized I was all by myself, you know, I live alone with my, my puppy uh, and, you know, and, but I was doing ministry. I was leading worship. I was doing live recordings. I was doing, you know, all this kind of stuff, but I was so lonely and I had this revelation. I went to a, a class at a conference called leading worship from the overflow of intimacy with God. So good. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sign me up for that one. That was so a, a good. conference. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, and so the, the pastor who's speaking, he talks about intimacy as a position and not an emotion and not necessarily something that's like physical, but intimacy is a position. And he talks about Mm -hmm. how in the garden, Adam was lonely, literally in God's perfect world, Mm -hmm. Adam experienced loneliness. Mm -hmm. And he said, Mm -hmm. could it be? that Adam would not be able to truly appreciate intimacy unless he knew what it was like to be lonely. And God used loneliness to be able to expand his capacity for intimacy. So there's two things. It's a word. It's a whole word and it's not mine, but I wish it was, but it's not. (laughs) The word, say it. But but here's, here's what I learned from it. One, in that moment when he said that, I just began to weep because I realized where I was looking for something from people to be wanted or to be seen, I was actually missing that God wanted me more than anything. Yes. And I began to weep because I realized, oh my gosh, God loves me so much and he wants me and I am wanted. And that is where everything shifted for me, where I was like, he's expanding my capacity for intimacy with him 
and with people and in ministry and as leaders and people see us as like these strong people and they're coming to us for prayer and they're coming to us for counsel and they're coming to us with advice and we forget our own humanity and we think I don't have time or I don't have the ability Mm -hmm. to be lonely, to be struggling, to be, you know, to be feeling these things. And I can't tell anybody because then they're going to think I'm not as strong as a leader. If I tell them I'm lonely, if I tell them I'm feeling anxious or I tell them I'm feeling depressed, Mm -hmm. you know, or even taking it further. We know so many pastors who struggle with suicidal thoughts and, you know, they can't, they feel like they cannot tell anybody. And I feel like loneliness should always be unto intimacy. Yes. Can ministry Mm -hmm. be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. We need to normalize asking for help. But we need to normalize our community within our core, which is our few trusted people that we right. have, you know, we know there's safety there, there's trust, there's wise counsel. They're not just going to comfort me in my offense or in my feelings or lies from the enemy. They're going to call me out. They're going to bring me higher. They're going to speak the truth in love. And then there's also like our team, our worship team or our pastors. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, just to be real and to be transparent, I pulled Mm -hmm. Harley and his wife, Allie, aside a couple of weeks ago, and I was vulnerable and honest with them because Mm -hmm. I was experiencing a form of loneliness and I had to, and I was like, I need to tell somebody because Mm -hmm. that's what community Mm -hmm. is, is for. We're doing this together. And, um, and so, you know, that's just something that I've really learned in this past season um, of going and of doing realizing I'm human and Jesus was human and showed us how to be human. And so, you know, Melissa Helser says, if we would give Jesus his humanity back, we could get our humanity back mm-hmm. and yeah. realizing that we're human. And yeah. even yeah. though, we, yes, they don't tell you that in those ministry school that you're, you're going to experience loneliness. And it's because, mm-hmm. you know, as an army, you think of an army moving into battle and then I'll be quiet because I'm talking along. <laughs> you think of, you think of an army, and like a formation and the higher the ranks go, the narrower it gets. And Mm -hmm. the more you're moving into battle and you're on the front lines, the narrower it gets, you know, you've got the leader up here in the front and then you've got a couple of people behind them and then the the army behind, but it does get narrow. The higher up in leadership you move, it gets narrow, but it should always be unto intimacy with Jesus and with, and with people because you're created for that. And so just being aware that it's okay (laughs) if you're experiencing loneliness but also it should give you the hope because it means I'm going to be able to appreciate intimacy yeah. even more. Yeah. And you know, in, in ministry, people are always in transition, like throughout their entire life, there's transition happening. Yeah. And so I feel like um, I just want to make the point that if anyone is listening right now, that, you know, you're in a, you're in a season where everyone around you has left because the Lord has transitioned them out, but you're still there and you feel lonely. Like God is with you yeah, like, yeah, and on. use this time as an opportunity to draw close to him and to build a team. And yeah. I, and that may be what he's trying to teach you. But, and I think too, like not necessarily um, putting, uh, I don't, I don't know how to say this, but sometimes we can go to an unhealthy place of thinking, like this person is always going to be here Mm -hmm. because that may not be true, but use those like, while you have, like I have Bailey on my team and in our church and like, like she's such a dear friend and sister. And like, 
you know, we get to do life together. And while she's here, like we're doing life as much, as much life together as we can do. And same within everyone else on our team. But like, if the Lord were to move any of us on and transition us, I can't put my faith in that Bailey's going to go with me or, you know, that anybody on my team is going to go with me because it's a season with the Lord that he may have you in uh, where he's transitioning you or, or that he's transitioned others, you know, transition is not a bad thing at all. Like, um, and sometimes, um, you may feel like you're, um, uncomfortable, but like, that's okay. Being uncomfortable is okay. And that doesn't mean you're in transition. Like you may, you may be called to stay, but other people there's, there's this uncomfortableness, you know, and you've got to be, you've got to wrestle with that tension of, you know, what God may be leading you through right now. And sometimes that doesn't mean that it, that because it's uncomfortable that you have to leave. Yeah. Um, God calls us to be faithful until he moves us on to the next assignment. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to, wanted to say that too, because there may be people that would listen that are like, I just feel like everyone that I was with when the team was at the most healthy place has left, you know, Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes that can be an unhealthy yep. codependency on somebody um, that you've That's put right. your trust in or your friendship yeah, totally. in or whatever it may be. Yeah. Gotta be in Jesus. You guys have totally taken that post to where I was wanting to take it. You know, because the thing when you write static posts, it's like you could say one, you say one thing, but you're not able to expound, which is exactly what today is about. So like Bailey, you said, that yes, ministry can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. You said the exact words that I was going to say after, you know, you guys were were done sharing because it doesn't have to be. And, and loneliness Amen. isn't a bad thing, you know, like just as you were sharing, Bailey, and I think I might have posted this on my Instagram yesterday, um, might still be on there. Let's see, me writing it in the forest, in the wilderness as we were camping. Um, I said one of the verses I, I clean clothes. <laughs> You should come up here. It's really nice. Uh, one Thank of the you. verses I cling close to in, um, I wrote in foggy seasons and it was Lamentations 326. The Lord is good to those who hope in him, to the one who seeks him. It's good to wait quietly for the salvation wow. of the Lord. You know, and the Lord highlighted that verse to me years ago. And it's just something that I have treasured to realize there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. Yeah. But this is this is a this is a good thing. It might not be comfortable, but right. you know, God who sent His Son Jesus on the cross isn't you know concerned about our comfort as we might wish that He was. <laughs> Say that again. The good news is He gave us the Holy Spirit, who is our comforter, and will comfort yeah. us through every discomfort. Amen. Yes. And lonely yes. season, so that we Amen. will draw closer to him. Like, I think it was Corey Ten Boom said that we'll never know that Jesus is all we need until Jesus is all we have. You know, yeah. so this place of intimacy that you're talking about, Bailey, 100%. So like 100% true, you know, and um, my husband was sharing some things with our team um, in devotion a couple of mornings ago in the forest. And he was just talking about relationship, you know, like, you know, those three levels of relationship we all need in our life. We need people above us. We need to be growing and gleaning from people, yes. you know, people that we look up to or following in their footsteps or, you know, around them in some way. And then people below us, you know, you're talking about this ministry school, Bailey, like people that we're raising up, Harley, you have your team, you know, people that you're raising up, you're pouring into. 
But I think the area that we can be very weak in in ministry is this, is the lateral relationship, you know? And I know that some of the lies that, you know, I'm a senior pastor and I'm a worship pastor, you know? And I think my highest calling is probably worship pastor, but God has me in a senior pastor position this Mm -hmm. season. And I have so many friends that are senior pastors and they're like, I'm lonely, you know, we can't really have friends. And I'm like, well, why can't we have friends? Like, where where did, who came up with that? Yeah, you can't have friends. Oh. Some of the best leaders have I've ever been. Chosen? <laughs> yeah, come, come on. on. Yeah, some of the best. Right? Uh, no, I love that pastors. because. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just no, going to say, like, in life, you know, I'm working at a couple different churches, and, you know, Pastor Jason and I are really close. And, you know, he's, he's, our, our staff is just super relational. Like, if you, if you come to Gateway, uh, if you come to Madison Street Worship, uh, like we're just super relational and sometimes that can um, look like us going to hang out more than you know we probably should at times because we may not be getting as much done that we'd like to that day <laughs> but um, but we're super relational and um, you know Pastor Jason is um, for me just really close you know and uh, he's, he's somebody in my core circle, you know, and, but some of the best leaders I've ever seen in my life. And I've been able to witness, thankfully, incredible leadership, um, is they were the people that would want to do life with you and bring you in their circle, you know? And I just always felt that was like touching that they would, you know, that they would want to give their time and pull me into their family, you know? Like, it's almost like, seriously, some of my pastors that I worked for, like, I would call them, like, you're my second dad, you know, like. um, Oh, wow. And, yeah, Mm -hmm. so it's it's so Mm -hmm. good and so important to pull people in. um, Yeah. And make people close. Because we're we're formed in family. And a lot of times, sometimes our families that we were born into are you know not not everybody is saved or you know whatever and it's like to be able to have a born again spirit-filled family where you learn how to do healthy confrontation and you learn how to get healing that's right and become a whole person through jesus like you're formed in family and so we can't we don't thankfully our church doesn't run like a business our pastor is not a ceo he is our, he's, you know, he's a shepherd and he's our leader, but he's also like, he's just made it, made us aware. Like, I trust you. I love you. If you need anything, like come to me, if you're struggling, come to me. Like, and he's also transparent with us and yeah. it has created something that I personally have never been a part of as a church right. family. And I am the healthiest. I feel like I've been, and I've been able to step into a leadership position because of that culture is I'm being formed in a family, which I believe is the way that the Lord has created it to be because now in a family that we're used to, we're used to being able to talk to each other however we want and be disrespectful, dishonorable, but in the family of God, honor is the culture. And so just because we're family doesn't mean I get to talk to you however I want. It means I treat you with honor and if honors the culture and we all are lovers of Jesus, then the family actually is a healthy function in the yeah. way that God created it to be. So right. that's so and good. We've talked about even that when so it much. Crushes you. Yeah. You yeah. got to honor yeah, even, even when, when it crushes you. you. 
especially when it crushes you because that's you know the fruit of crushing is the anointing right come on we could get it yes okay i want to get on to some of your thoughts um now we have really unpacked this wow you guys we just get chatting this is like an easy (laughs) this is easy with you guys so good um okay let's start with one thought because we're already like down the road for time but what is something if i had just said hey would love to see you guys at contribute to this on worship leaders collective on one of our instagram posts something that they didn't teach you or that you might not learn in ministry school that you feel like people would want to know about yeah 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 job descriptions yeah yeah that's a good one do that yeah i mean if you're in ministry and you're already working at a church you you will understand that you know you're not working for like a fortune 500 company or like a a company what? that's got, <laughs> you know, a company that's got every, uh, like one person for every task. Right. Like at, at Gateway, sometimes I wish we had a janitor, but we don't. So <laughs> we all have to work together to like keep our space clean. But that's take that's giving wow. us an opportunity to take ownership yeah. of our building and not have that renter meta- mentality, but that ownership mentality where this is ours. Let's steward it well. And God will, you know, bless us for it. So, um, yeah, like as the worship pastor, I could, you know, I'm also a care pastor. I go to hospitals. Um, I pray with people in hospitals and I check in on people. And um, that's just part of my role. Um, But I'm also doing Madison Street stuff, which thankfully worship pastor stuff and Madison Street stuff is in music. And I absolutely love it. And it's it's my dream job, um, that I get to do, but you know, there, there are times where it's inconvenient, you know, ministry, <laughs> ministry is not convenient. You know, it may yeah. be, it may be 12, it may be midnight and I get a call. Hey, somebody just went to the hospital and they're like on their deathbed and you need, yep. can you go see them? And, you know, then you have to really humble yourself and say, yes, like I'm willing, Lord, use me, you know, and um, picking up trash, you know, like taking down all the Christmas trees, doing all the, the doing all the things, Christmas trees. And it's like, who's going to put all these up? Oh, who's going to clean them all down? That has nothing to do with music or creating set lists or doing anything, but we all, we're all working together to clean up the Christmas trees. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's, your it's generation and gen z need to hear it say it again <laughs> yeah you're gonna have to do a lot of stuff that you do yeah. not want to do like some days like this isn't I about just here. you know it's not about getting what we want to do yeah like i'm here in our office and i've got like a t-shirt and some like athletic shorts because i never know like if i'm gonna have to lift something and move something or do like some physical activity throughout the day and if you know, if I need to dress up, I have a change of clothes. Like, yeah, but, um, yeah. I think for me, what I, you know, in my school of ministry, you know, I was, I was blessed to <clears throat> learn and it was drilled into me. Ministry is not glamorous. It is, it's messy. It's about people and you got to really love God and really love people. And it was drilled into me. But one thing that I didn't really learn 
was how to be okay with being anonymous and being okay in those unapplauded unseen seasons, which don't happen just one time, but happen multiple times in cycles. Um, and you know, for a long time, like I was getting trained up to lead worship and then I was leading and thinking, yes, I'm going to get to do this forever. And then guess what? I got asked to step down. So, (laughs) and then I wasn't leading worship and I, you know, even though I had just graduated from the school of worship program and you think, oh, well, I did this. So now this makes, it makes sense. And mm-hmm. I was in a season where I was primarily in my bedroom writing songs and honing my craft and learning to produce music and going to church and nobody to pat me on the back or tell me that I'm doing good or tell me that they like my songs or even anybody to listen to my songs, you know, like, and you think, well, maybe I'm not supposed to do this, or maybe I'm not good enough, or, or you get bitter and you get upset or you quit and you think, well, I guess I'm just not going to do this anymore because I don't have a platform or nobody to tell me that I should be doing it. I think I had to learn that the hard way. I had to learn how to be okay with being anonymous and not being applauded and being and feeling unseen um, which I think we all should. And I've been reading a great book now because now I'm not in an unseen season and it's, and I'm, and I've been thanking God for my unseen season. I'm going to, I'm going to cry <laughs> um, because I was formed yeah. in my identity right. and I know who I am mm-hmm. now more than ever because I allowed the Lord to keep me hidden. Mm-hmm. And even though maybe for a little bit, I fought to the nail and I struggled and I threw tantrums you know, I eventually yielded myself to those seasons. And now in this season of being seen or whatever you want to call it, or being elevated, promoted, I'm Mm -hmm. thankful for those seasons, but there's a great book I'm reading now. that's still marking me and it's called anonymous. Jesus is hidden years and yours. And it's by, uh, Brit Nicole, I think, or something like that. Um, but that's the name of the book. And I just recommend that to anybody, whether you're in school or not in ministry, it just in life in general, because I think it is so powerful and needed to learn how to be okay in those seasons where you're only learning to hear the applause of heaven and be satisfied um, and get that foundation either formed or even looked at and reworked on. Um, and yeah, that's, I feel like it's something you can either learn the hard way or somebody could warn you and teach you about it. So if nobody's ever told of you listening, then here is your, here's me telling you, like, you have to be okay with being anonymous in seasons. Yeah. We, We have to be, you know, I was thinking the other day, you know, like all these songs we can sing or, you know, you hear people, oh, I wish the Lord would use me or I wish, you know. Or like, here am I, Lord, send me. That was an old song we used to sing back in the day when I was, you know, you know, in like ministry camp or whatever, you know. And, you know, I think the Lord's just like, well, then go grab a broom and go sweep the floor. Come on. Or go, Come on. Or go straighten the chairs or go to the hospital and go visit that person. Well, that's not what I want to do. Well, this isn't about getting what you want to do. This is about, you said, you know, here am I, Lord, send me, use me. Yeah. Here's an opportunity, you yeah. know, and people, people are our ministry. The songs mm-hmm. is not my ministry, yep. you know, you know, just standing behind yeah. that piano is not solely my ministry. 
Yeah, it's it's one hundred percent the people I can remember years ago, and this is going on a bit of a tangent, but this was probably eleven years ago now. I was in a Starbucks on Vancouver Island. I don't know if you, you guys don't know Canada well, but probably shouldn't say that you don't, but you're American, so you probably don't. I just totally labeled you. Yeah, we don't live in igloos, and I don't have I don't ride a whatever a polar bear, um, but on the west coast, and there's an island called Vancouver Island. It's really really beautiful if you ever get a chance to come up here i totally encourage you guys to go sometime in the spring or summers that's we should get a madison no, street in canada yeah this isn't like a plug for tourism bc but and i totally agree to that get to canada um but i remember this she was young at the time and she was just crying and telling me how much she she was like i'm called to the ministry i have this like calling in my life to the ministry she's like and i just I hate people. She's like, I hate people. They're so frustrating. And I, it was like me seeing myself like 20 years ago now, but it would have been 10 years before that. And that same, you know, like just didn't really like, didn't understand about loving people at all. Thank God mm-hmm. for his grace. And, yes. you know, walking me through fire, need more of that. Thank you, Jesus. And, and I just said, but honey, I said, but people, and she's got like tears in her eyes. She's like sobbing about how much she hates people. And I'm like, but honey, people are your ministry. That's the ministry is people. It's not going to be usually fancy, you know, almost never fancy, you know. And I think we have to be so careful as creatives, as worship leaders, as worship pastors, as people in the ministry, because if we're not careful, everything that we're seeing on social media, this isn't me on my social media rant. This isn't what this is about. But it does play a big part into everyday lives if we allow it that those highlight reels, all that stuff becomes the reality of what ministry should be. Right. You know, and on a pie chart, well, in my life right now, that's not even anything on my pie chart. I would like some of that on my pie chart, but it's not even on my pie chart right now, you know, Mm -hmm. yet I'm still right now full on living the life of the ministry that Lord's called me to be and it's people. It's people, it's people at midnight. Like you guys heard about my nephew. He's in the hospital right now. He's fighting for his life. We just finished camping yesterday, get out of the wilderness, find out that my nephew has, you know, I don't want to uncover him, but he's in the hospital fighting for his life. And then tomorrow we've been building this house for 18 months. We have to move. And then someone blessed us with a trip to California. So our family's going to California in the middle of the night, Monday, and then we get back. And then it's just like full on and, and all of this stuff. And, you know, in the middle of it, you know, you're, you're helping people, you're picking up the phone, you're texting. That is life. That is who we are. We, you know, we said, Lord, use us. We said we wanted to be in the ministry. We, we asked the Lord for a greater anointing. We asked Mm -hmm. the Lord to show his power. We asked the Lord for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. These are the things that we ask for, you know, and, you know, we ask the Lord for songs. The songs that we write come out of the experiences that we live or out of the That's death right. that, you know, that we die daily. Yeah. And, um, you know, yeah, there's many hats. Yeah. Often those hats aren't the ones that we want to wear. Yeah. I just want to say, Jenny. Very exciting. Um, very encouraging. I want to say to you that, like, you know, talking about how maybe at first when you started learning to love people, you are one of the most compassionate people mm-hmm. that I know. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like when I'm talking to you, 
I'm always hearing stories about the people in your life that you are like walking through things with right. because you allowed the Lord to be able to like put his compassion, his love for people inside of you, uh, which is supernatural. Cause maybe sometimes it always doesn't always come natural, but like, that's just a testament to your yes to the Lord, but also, um, like you've allowed the supernatural love of Jesus to like drive everything you do. So I just want to tell you, like you are one of the most compassionate people that I mm. have ever met. Agreed. That's super kind. You guys, you know, I think, um, I think the Lord has a way of humbling us, you know, and for those of you listening after the fact, if we don't humble ourselves, we will be humbled. Mm-hmm. And I think that these are days that we, need to be mindful to stay surrendered mm-hmm. and stay humbled for the plans and purposes of God and and spend more time waiting on him, spend more time trusting him, spend more time seeking him. You know, Jesus didn't come to be served, but he came to give his life as a ransom for many. Yes. Yeah. And that so, really yeah. just needs to be our, our posture. And out mm-hmm. of that, we are formed yeah. into Christ. And out of that formation in Christ, we write the songs, we, we lead the song, we, we lead our teams, we're able to impart our teams, we release ministry schools, we, yeah. you know, help raise up a generation to know their God, that they may be strong and do mighty exploits, you know? Yeah, that's um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's not fanciful. Ministry ain't fancy yeah. and, and ministry is messy, but there's grace. Yeah, oh yeah. It's great. It's, it paints the picture and, of when Jesus was washing his disciples' feet, you know. Right. Uh, and you just said earlier at the beginning, like, you know, he knew that Judas was going to betray him. Yeah. Yet he still fed him and he mm-hmm. clothed him and he washed his feet. He got down in the dirt and he literally touched the man's feet. And back then, we all know. Like their feet were disgusting. And, you know, if we're not willing to get down in the mud and serve our people yeah. where we are, yeah. we're in it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jenny, I'm sorry we didn't get to more of the slides on this post. No, it's <laughs> probably a good place to land, though. It feels good. You know, like if we yeah. were leading a worship set right now, I think we'd all be like, this is a good place just to let it settle. And, you know, it's funny, like the longer these conversations can go on as we talk about Jesus and the love of God and serving and humility, I think these are all the things that pleases the heart of God because it is the heart of God. But I can just feel his presence even on this conversation. I can feel it rising. And, you know, in Jesus' name, may generations just rise, um, you know, rise as they as they posture themselves on their knees, you know, yeah. on our face before the Lord with their hands lifted high saying, you know, not to us, Lord, but to your name, be the glory, Lord. And teach us, Lord, teach us how to love you. Teach us how to love others. Teach us how to serve you. Teach us how to be our, your hands and your seat in your feet, Lord, in this season, God, to a world that just so desperately needs you, Lord. And yes, um, yeah, to your name be the glory. I love you guys so much. Yeah, yes, and, we love uh, you. Honored to call you friends, and really want to see you soon. Hopefully, in a few weeks. Yes. Um, and we should definitely do this again, one hundred percent. Yeah. 
We'd love that. Yep. Thank you. And you guys, if you have any, if you've been listening today and you have any questions, shoot us a email at hello at worshipleaderscollective.com. Uh, we had Harley and Bailey from Madison Street Worship. One million percent. Go follow them on, on Instagram. Follow them on Spotify, on Apple Music. Uh, they're the real deal. And they just have hearts that are just so surrendered to the Lord um, that I know that they will lead you to deeper places and spaces with Jesus. Okay. Love you guys. Thanks. Love you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you felt encouraged and a little more equipped for the journey you're on this season. If you're interested in weekly mentorship in a small group setting or would like to find more worship resources, check it all out at worshipleaderscollective.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Connect, encourage, and equip. This is what we're all about at Wilco. We go together, not alone. Together, we can help move church forward.